The following is Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com. Welcome back. This is Nature of Business, and I'm your host, Chrissy Coughlin. We have Don Mayer with us right now, and he is the founder of Small Dog Electronics. They are one of the larger Apple resellers in the U.S. and specialize in all things Macintosh, including Apple refurbished products. They are a socially responsible company, which means they have a multiple bottom line. The effect they have in the environment, community, customers, and employees is just as important as maintaining their profitability. Welcome, Don. I'm glad to be here. I'm thrilled to have you. This is terrific. So I w- I'm excited for our listeners to learn about Small Dog. And let's start off, though, with, with you. And, and what what got you interested in this this part of the, the business community and world? And how did you start Small Dog? Well, I've been in the uh, computer and Apple business for almost 25 years. Prior to that, I was in the wind energy business and had a company called Northern Power Systems that was developing wind energy conversion technology. Had a a crew of engineers and uh, uh, people working on that. And I found that when I put a Macintosh computer on someone's desk, they ended up uh, producing useful work by the end of the day. When I put a different computer in someone's desk, it would be a week or maybe two weeks before they'd actually be producing work again. And, you know, one thing led to another, and eventually I decided that I uh, had more of an interest in the computer technology that I did in the uh, wind energy technology that I had been doing for 15 years. So I started my first computer company uh, back in the 80s. Um, and this latest iteration, Small Dog Electronics, was born as a uh, pretty, pretty much of an internet play. Our our desire was to uh, sell Mac computers and, and eventually iPods and iPads and such on the internet. And we still have a very active internet website at www.smalldog.com. However, in uh, oh, it was about ten years ago, we decided that uh, our future was actually going to be more in retail. If we wanted to grow our company, we needed to have bricks and mortar store. So we launched a campaign which I've called Clicks to Bricks, in which we started uh, creating uh, retail stores. We created first one uh, next to our facility here in Waitsfield, Vermont, uh, which was very successful. And then later uh, opened a our flagship store in South Burlington, Vermont, which was which is now the second largest independent uh, Apple reseller in the country. Um, and then uh, about uh, two and a half years ago or so, two years ago, we opened our store in Manchester, New Hampshire, at the Mall of New Hampshire. Um, so we're well on our way in our clicks to brick strategy. Have plans for a number of other stores uh, in New England. Um, and feel that this is a way that we can have direct connection with with our customers. So these customers that are coming to you, they are interested in their. Are you converting them um, into Apple products? Are they coming into the store and 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 wanting a refurbished product? What what are your what is your your customer base? Look, what do they look like? So, you know, there obviously is a very wide spectrum of customers that are buying Apple products right now. And um, while I would say that about 50% of the customers that we uh, talk to in our retail stores are new to Apple, 
And so these are people that are either switching from a different platform or getting their first computer. And, you know, it's always a pleasure to help people like that and always a pleasure to help people that are moving from, you know, an older Macintosh to a newer Macintosh or getting their first iPad. The customer base is, um, you know, ranges in all ages and all income brackets and all types of professions. And, you know, the Mac has traditionally been very popular in the creative arts, um, but it's also now finding uh, its way into a lot of business locations. And in many cases, um, Macs find their way into business because someone wants to bring their own computer in and they find that they're, again, seeing what I saw 25 years ago, which is they're able to do more work more efficiently and easier on their Mac than they are on the uh, PC computer that might be supplied to them at work. Okay. So your family business, you, you started this, as I understand, with your son. Is that correct? That's correct. I started actually in my living room and uh, kept my inventory in my garage and had boxes all over the house until my wife said, uh, it's time for you to move your business out of the living room. Uh, but my son and I started the business, and uh, you know we've grown it uh, since that point. Terrific. Now you have this, you have a, a very um, strong emphasis on on being a socially responsible company, and I gave it a little brief intro there um, in the, in the beginning of our conversation. Tell tell me about this. I mean, it, you wouldn't normally. I wouldn't normally think that a, a an Apple refurbisher would be paying so much attention to. Uh, you know, traditionally so much attention to social, being socially responsible. What does this mean to you, and why is this so important as, as, as you run your company and grow your company? Well, I mean, I, I can, you know, I can go back a little bit. When I was back in the windmill business, you know, our mission was our product. We were out to, you know, solve the energy crisis in the 70s. And um, if I fast forward through that experience, I, in the 80s, I found myself as a uh, Defense contractor in, uh, you know, with you know providing power systems to the to the defense industry, and it, you know it, it it was clear to me that my mission was was not satisfying my goals, and so I decided there it wasn't so much what type of money machine you had, it was what you did with your money, and how do you measure your success. So when we look at you know creating a business, when you incorporate a business, and I took four years of Latin in high school, and so I always start tearing words apart. When you incorporate something, you're creating a body in society, and that body, uh, a company that is created, has a greater footprint than any individual. We create jobs where uh, people are dependent on us for their livelihood. We have a waste stream. We import products, we export products, and so with all that greater footprint comes a greater responsibility to your community, and that's sort of the basis of social responsibility. We look at it as how we measure our success, and so we measure in equal portions of people, planet, and profit, and each one of those has you know criteria upon which we feel comfortable in measuring our success. So if you look at Profit, and I'll talk about that for a minute. It, you know, obviously, if you're not profitable, you're not going to be able to do much for people and planet. So, having a business that is a sustainable, profitable business is 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 the first step. When we talk about people, we talk about how do we treat our customers, how do we treat our employees, how do we uh, treat our vendors, because that's also important. But also, how, what 
you know, what type of uh, entity are we? What type of person are we in our community? And so we're very involved in our communities. You know, in New Hampshire, we're a sponsor of the Palace uh, 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 Theater, and we're, you know, active in a lot of nonprofits. We do an annual uh, e-waste collection event uh, right at the Mall of New Hampshire. We've done that twice a year for the last, uh, since we opened that store. We have a very strong charitable giving program where we have a series of uh, charities that we've chosen on our website that uh, will match customers' contributions to those websites. Um, that sort of reached its heyday during the Haitian earthquake where uh, it went viral, and we raised over $35,000 in, of course, 25, 24 hours for uh, Doctors Without Borders. But we have a lot of, uh, a lot of things we do. We have an employee... Uh, volunteer program that is one of you know three uh, job requirements here, and that is that you take a day off once a year, and we'll pay you for it. But you go out and do something for your community. And the only requirement for that community service day is that that employee send me a email and explain what it is they have done. And it can be anything from helping an elder, elderly neighbor stack their wood to uh, helping a uh, another nonprofit to create a website or volunteering for the Special Olympics. And our, our employees have done some amazing things with this program. So that's sort of the people side of the equation. Planet is also very important. And I've talked a little about the e-waste initiative that we've uh, had both in Vermont and New Hampshire. Uh, but we do other things, too. We look at our own footprint again, and we looked at our footprint here uh, at our headquarters in Vermont and the energy use that we had, and we decided that we needed to take some steps to uh, you know, mitigate some of the uh, energy use. And so we put in a, uh, a large uh, photovoltaic array that provides 100% of the power for our uh, South Burlington store, which is our flagship store, and about 85% of the power for our headquarters here in Waitsfield. We've installed LED high-efficiency lighting throughout our buildings and high-efficiency uh, heating systems, and have specified those as we open new stores in different locations. So all of this is you know, not only important to my son and I, who run our company and, and feel that this is the reason that we are in business is to uh, make change and to, uh, you know, have a show that a business can be more than just a, uh, a place where you stack a bunch of dollar bills on a table. Uh, we feel that the profit that we make from a single sale to a single customer is insignificant compared to uh, making a loyal customer for life and giving back to your community and protecting your planet. That's great. So, I, I'm I'm interested in in the in the consumer aspect of this because um, when you have a consumer that's actually buying something from you, and let's say they get on your website and you're matching their donations, are you getting feedback from them about what's working and what? what charities for instance they're interested in or are you are you self-selecting the, the the charities and then they pick the ones on the site that they they feel like they're most aligned with we we have a, a committee that does select the what we call our pet charities and we have a particular criteria that we have established as to the type of charitable organizations that we want to support and uh, they are primarily human rights organizations, uh, dog welfare organizations, um, 
organizations that uh, combat hunger, um, and 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 you know uh, you know so we we choose these from our committee, and and you know we have nine or ten at any time on our website, so there's a good selection there. But um, sure. we do get a lot of customer feedback. Customer feedback usually ends up being the dollars that the that the customers are donating. So that you know every quarter as we as we write a check to a to a particular uh, charity, we we recognize which ones are. Uh, commanding the vote of our of our customers oh, that's great um no that's that's great so i'm going to go on a little tangent i'm going to reintroduce you um we're speaking with don mayer he is the founder of small dog electronics going off on a little tangent here how did you come up with the name small dog well i was sort of between jobs and i was sort of sitting on a hill outside my house and i happened to have two little small dogs and they're running around and i remembered that a former employee had suggested the name Small Dog Electronics to me years ago, and I had sort of poo-pooed the idea and said, that was a horrible idea. <laughs> but I wanted to start a company that uh, uh, reminded me that it, when you keep a company's feel, look and feel, and approach to business small, you tend to have a lot more fun and, and, and in the end end up having more reward. So I wanted the name Small, and, and so... Uh, Small Dog Electronics uh, was the name I chose, and you know we started out uh, from the very beginning giving away two little plastic dogs with every order that we send out, and uh, I just actually ordered another quarter of a million dogs uh, <laughs> with with our business cards to put in these packages. So That's it's fine. been a great name. Uh, I never wanted to name a company Tech This or Mac That or Data This because I, there's too many of those out there. You notice right. Apple didn't name their company Tech or anything. They named it Apple. And so we felt that having a distinct name that people would remember was important to us. Absolutely. Well, we're, we're, we'll get back to, to your you know, three-pronged mission in, in a bit. But I, I do want to clarify um, for our listeners just ha- what is your relationship with a- Apple, the company, the, the, the parent company, as a small reseller? So uh, we are what's known as an Apple specialist. Um, we are uh, an authorized Apple reseller and, and meet a set of criteria that puts us in a different category than most Apple resellers. Our, our people have a greater level of training and certifications than, than your normal uh, reseller. We sell the complete range of Apple product, ranging from their most high-end uh, server applications and Mac Pros to iPods, iPads, and, and accessories. Um, we are also an Apple uh, service, authorized service location in all of our locations and provide factory warranty service using genuine Apple parts for uh, an, any of your products. We are also able to fix your um, iPhone under warranty or out of warranty, so we also have an iPhone swap-out program that is also supported by Apple. So we're one of the top Apple independent Apple resellers in the country, probably number three right now. And, you know, our relationship with Apple is one of the uh, strengths of our company. Okay. Let's go back to, to the employees. How many, first of all, how many employees do, do you have now? We have about 70 employees. Okay. And when, when, when you're talking about the, the volunteer programs, et cetera, are, are, the, are the employees driving this as well? Are you constantly looking for input? And if so, what, what, how does this look within the confines of the company? 
Well, uh, you know, I think that uh, as employees realize that they have this opportunity to do custom, uh, community service, uh, they tend to come up with good ideas and, and employees that have been here a long time. Some of them, you know, volunteer for the same thing every year. I have one employee that volunteers as a, uh, uh, you know, in, in in, at the voting places here in Vermont on, on election day every year. I have another employee that helps maintain the uh, uh, snowmobile trails. I have a couple employees the last week went to the Vermont uh, Folk Art Center and, and completely redid their website. So, they, you know, the uh, ingenuity and, and uh, creativity of the employees in finding community service projects is, is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. We also, you know, I, I make sure that people around here have ideas. So if someone doesn't have an idea, our management staff always has a backlog of, hey, you know, if you're looking for something to do for community service, here's some ideas on how you can do it. Mm-hmm. Do you find that a lot of the employees, um, they support, are you seeing an overt support for the, the mission that that Small Dog puts out there of, of of corporate, you know, social responsibility and where the people, planet, and profit are given really a three-prong equal approach? I see tremendous support from our employees. I think that actually it's it's enabled us to attract some very highly qualified individuals that uh, probably could get more money than we're able to pay, but are attracted to us by our commitment to being a different kind of business, to being a business that uh, does measure its success by people, planet, and profit. So you have a high high employee retention. Yes, we do. Okay. So let's let's talk about the e waste issue, which is huge, and it's estimated by 2016 that 93.5 million tons of e waste is going to be generated. I you had mentioned you had the the uh, the e waste recycling events in the Mall in New Hampshire twice a year, and and um, it'd be fun for our listeners to learn a little bit more about what you're doing in this regard. Okay, well, you know, let me let me give you a little bit of background. Um, we bought trailer truckloads full of used computer parts um, mm. in, in the beginning of the company, and you know, some of those would be really good, and we'd be able to fix them up and, and resell them. But there's a whole lot of garbage, and in the beginning, we'd take the garbage to the dump, and then one of our uh, um, advisors said, "Do you know what's in that stuff?" And so we started doing some research, and we discovered that there was a serious e-waste problem with some very serious and dangerous materials in the electronic waste that we were merrily taking out to the dump, including mercury and lead and and other dangerous uh, uh, chemical compounds that were ending up in the landfill, which ultimately means it ends up in the uh, water supply. So we launched our e-waste initiative first here in Vermont, where we basically would uh, take uh, customers customers' uh, e-waste and have it properly recycled. Um, One year, someone suggested that we do a free e-waste recycling event, so we did one, and we expected that perhaps we'd get five tons of e-waste, and we had a four-hour event next to our store in in South Burlington, and to our surprise, and somewhat dismay, because uh, because it ended up being very costly to us, we ended up getting 55 tons. And wow. our parking lot was full of electronic waste. On the other hand, our customers were enthusiastic that we were doing that. My employees were enthusiastic about the good they were doing in the community. And so that helped us mitigate the the sting of the uh, extra money that we ended up spending. 
that event was duplicated year after year for about four or five years, and each year it grew. And um, I think one of our strongest efforts was uh, about three or four years into it when we actually had to move the site to the local high school, and we ended up collecting almost uh, 165 tons of e-waste in a four-hour event and ended up closing the interstate. Wow. In Vermont, that has led to some very strong uh e-waste laws where e-waste um, uh, recycling is now free for any citizen in Vermont. Um, and so our, our big events, while still popular, end up being a little bit smaller than they were in the past. In New Hampshire, we're trying to do something very similar. We want to raise the awareness of the dangers of uh, the types of materials that are in electronic equipment to talk about how they can be properly recycled without uh, exporting them to other countries where we just take our waste and the dangerous materials and ship on a boat to somebody else. And and having giving our customers and New Hampshire residents the ability to um, drop off the sea waste at any of our stores at any time or to participate in one of these events. What mm-hmm. happened over the years is we, we started out funding this all of our, all by ourselves and then ended up uh, getting some, you know, great companies here in Vermont, such as Ben and & Jerry's and Green Mountain Coffee Roasters, to help um, uh, support and uh, sponsor these uh, e-waste events. But about three or four years into it, Apple came to us and said, look, we're going to sponsor the whole thing for you guys. We'll do it all. We'll, you know, so they now provide all of the trucks and all the manpower and all the recycling for us, which is, you know, we need to do promotion and, and some traffic control, but all of this is is directly supported by Apple. Mm-hmm. Our efforts in you know were very highly publicized in in, in the beginning, um, and other Apple specialists all over the country have emulated what we've done. So there now is a very very strong uh, e-waste program within Apple and supported by Apple throughout the country. So we feel that this has been a real important. Um, uh, aspect of our commitment to the planet and something that we're very, very proud of. That's great. Well, we have about five minutes left. Um, I'm interested in in hearing a little bit about your uh, partnership with the New Hampshire Businesses for Social Responsibility, your membership. I know that they're a strategic partner of, of Nature of Business, and they do some great work, and I'd be interested to hear why you felt you wanted to be involved with them. Well, I've been involved with Vermont Businesses for Social Responsibility for nearly 20 years. I, you know, I am on their board, have been the chair mm-hmm. of Vermont Businesses for Social Responsibility for about six years, uh, uh, a few years ago. And, uh, you know, so social responsibility in business is very important to me. So when we moved into New Hampshire, I mean, one of the first things I did was seek out New Hampshire businesses for social responsibility because we want to ally ourselves and network with companies that also feel uh, that business is more than just uh, a few dollars. So, right. you know, we we found that the uh, New Hampshire businesses for social responsibility, um, you know, share our values, that there's a great opportunity for networking at their events and in terms of you know resources i mean if i'm looking for someone to do some printing or somebody to do some you know other services for a company the first place i'm going to look is uh, at the directory of businesses for new hampshire businesses mm-hmm. for social responsibility mm-hmm. 
Well, that's great. So I have one more question for you. Where where do you see small dog growing in, let's say, three to five years? Well, in three to five years, I mean, we have uh, three stores now, another one opening um, in April. I would like to see us in the neighborhood of 15 stores, yeah. uh, primarily in New England, and, and maybe one someplace really warm so I can escape in the wintertime. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Well, I, I have a feeling that that is going to happen. Um, I, I have a good feeling about it. But thank you so much for, for coming on. I, for those of you who are, are listening, it please get on um, Small Dog's website, which is www.smalldog.com. There's a lot of great information, and you can read more about Small Dog's mission. And there, that's a really well-done website. I, there's lots of press releases, blog. You have a blog, which is terrific as well. So um, definitely encourage my listeners to, to get on the site. Thank you so much, Don, for, for taking the time today to talk about your company. Glad to be here. Happy holidays to you and all your listeners. The proceeding has been Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com.